Welcome to Mind, Body and Teeth, the holistic dentistry podcast helping you stay healthy, prevent disease and reduce toxins. And now here's your host, Dr. Beta Fox. Hello and welcome to the Mind, Body, Teeth podcast, um, another episode. And this time I would like to talk to you about adjunctive therapies that we use um, at Monroe Hall Clinic, uh, for instance. Uh, but really, um, it's it's one of those um, things that um, all holistic practices should have at hand and use uh, various um, adjunctive therapies and they tend to vary depending on uh, or from clinic to clinic. Um, two of our main uh, adjunctive therapies that um, we are sort of uh, well known for I believe is, um, is uh, one is vitamin C and the other one is ozone therapy. Um, I may actually want to start with ozone therapies. They are so uh, diverse and treat various things. Um, if we go back to talk uh, and talk about holistic dentistry, um, as I've uh, alluded to previously, it is called holistic dentistry in England. It is called biological dentistry in the US. And... Um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's called various things in different countries. Um, well, I, I think that integrative uh, dental medicine is a much more appropriate terminology for it, but I'll still stick to holistic dentistry just because um, in England that's, that's how we refer to it really, but um, I will talk more about that. So while ozone therapies are rarely used as a standalone treatment to to address um, different different uh, disorders and diseases of the mouth um, it works as a brilliant methodology um, um, to support whatever uh, that I am doing as a dentist um, and and this is uh, just to say that this is this is how we do things that's this is how I empirically have learned to do things is is not all of it is based on science as such, but empirically uh, through experience, um, I know that I've had great success um, with uh, treating anything from um, dry sockets uh, to dead infected teeth, um, reversing early decay. Uh, not not really deep established decay, but early decay, um, assisting, supporting um, my treatment when I'm um, dealing with a cavity and I'm about to fill and I just want to disinfect a tooth, for instance, um, uh, as a supportive uh, treatment modality when I'm treating gum disease, um, anything inflammatory having mentioned dry socket by the way um do realize some people may not know um quite what i'm referring to and um dry socket really happens after an extraction sometimes and it can be quite unpredictable um whether the dentist would know always beforehand 
Um, and sometimes it, it does have a sort of a certain appearance after an extraction, which kind of makes the dentist sort of think that this might result in a dry socket, for instance, not, um, for instance, bleeding enough or barely bleeding um, is, is sort of a not great um, um, indication. Uh, but either way, it results in a very, very painful situation, extremely strong pain, and uh, it's just not pleasant at all. And I have had patients um, in tears with this this kind of pain, and it's very difficult to treat with uh, mainstream um, conventional uh, uh, things. But uh, generally speaking, it can be sort of treated with antibiotics and, and, and so on. Uh, but... Uh, um my uh, approach to this is, is usually um ozone and, and nowadays also diode laser but before i had uh, the diode laser access to to my laser i was treating it purely um with with ozone actually and and just irrigating nicely with um salt water and and ozone and i have had Patients turning up with flowers uh, because they've just been so uh, relieved from the pain. So it, it, it's just a beautiful um, treatment modality, really, or s- supportive uh, in this sense. Um, I would then um, end up um, uh, then prescribing uh, sometimes antibiotics as well. And um, we know um, antibiotics actually do take a minimum of 24 hours, if not 48 hours, sometimes to to, uh, uh, take effect. And we would have um, pain relief within um, the next sometimes few hours uh, in some patients. So um, there is something to be said about uh, the effect of it. And... um, uh, now, going back to infections um, in general, I mean, the infections can be acute, chronic, bacterial, viral, fungal, parasitic, uh, or a combination of, of um, all of uh, what I've sort of mentioned. And uh, so um, now how can we deal with acute and chronic uh, mixed craniofacial dental infections? Um, and especially if um, infections are resistant uh, what treatment regimens um, uh, will effectively eliminate bacteria, viruses, fungi and parasites. Um, in the Western world, we may not be talking um, a lot about parasites, but certainly bacteria. And um, we know that we can't really deal with viruses very effectively with antibiotics as such. We, we all know that. Uh, or fungi, and the fungi are not too uncommon. Um, um, I suspect it's far more prevalent um, in in the oral cavity than we sort of conventionally would uh, uh, perhaps admit to. Uh, But uh, integrative um, and dental medicine really would... uh, consider um, antibiotics, antifungals, antivirals, um, antiseptics, maybe possibly essential oils, homeopathics, lasers, UV light, but also um, should really consider oxygen ozone therapies as an option. 
all of these regimens that I've uh, mentioned have proven to be effective in the treatment of infections. We know that. But most of them have significant side effects, except for, you guessed it, oxygen ozone therapy. Now, why do I say oxygen ozone? Well, because, uh, I mean, we, we usually refer to it as ozone, but it's, strictly speaking, um, a gas as such is, is, you know, going from oxygen to ozone and back and forth like that. So that's how it uh, is prevalent in, in the gas form. Um, ozone, um, if we look at the molecule ozone, it's O3 uh, and oxygen is O2, as uh, we know. And um, the ozone molecule is extremely unstable. And so it really wants to go back to um, its oxygen uh, mode. And therefore, it then releases one O. <laughs> and so uh, that that's what's so amazing about it. And um, that's how it sort of can oxygenate and work um, as a very strong, very, very potent um, antimicrobial agent. Um, and so, um, yes, it's, and what, what is it actually? I mean, what does it do? It's, it's an oxidant, um, as the name suggests, and um, all of our bodily cells um, in the walls have got the antioxidant to, to sort of uh, not be damaged by the ozone, whereas bacteria, viruses, and and, and so on, um, they actually lack the antioxidant to fight this um, ozone molecule, the this oxidant effect, and therefore they just tend to sort of collapse and uh, and be eliminated in that in that way. For the uh, curious mind, uh, just to say a little bit more about um, ozone, um, it, it is, as I've mentioned, a chemical compound consisting of three oxygen atoms. Uh, the elemental form of oxygen occurring naturally uh, is basically what it is as a result of ultraviolet energy or lightning causing a temporary recombination of oxygen atoms into groups of three. Uh, now, oxygen is the only gas that can accept and carry on electrical charge. So, again, for this curious mind, uh, the biophysics of oxygen-ozone in vivo, uh, what it entails is um, upon exposure to living systems, um, the oxygen-ozone gas instantly goes into uh, solution um, of the body via the plasmatic water uh, or the interstitial fluids that we have all have and uh, th that thus uh, producing oxygen O2 and singlet oxygen atoms um, which is the reactive oxygen and the um, after a chain of uh, cascade of reactions the resultant formation of two uh, key reactive products um, that are significant here and then it's hydrogen peroxide and lipid oxidation products and so as mentioned before um, and we know through in vitro um, studies uh, that it is a powerful oxidizer killing bacteria fungi viruses and so on 
at, um, in fact, at much lower concentration than chlorine does, for instance, uh, and much faster in a thousand times more faster than chlorine does. And of course, without the side effects of, of chlorine. Uh, an important aspect of, of all of this to consider really is that ozone um, has a negatively charged area and um, biofilms, bacteria, viruses, fungi, um, infection, inflammation, uh, all, all these things are positively charged and this is a very uh, significant factor and thus how effective it, it is on a biochemical um, uh, level, really. In short, it has um, a few effects, but the ozone peroxide that I've mentioned, for instance, um, has an amazing impact on red blood cells, for, in for instance, through the ox uh, its oxygen release, making oxygen available to the red blood cells. Um, the white blood cells, it has an immunomodulation effect and um, uh, it, it just results in a cellular redox regulation uh, overall. Uh, for those more interested in science and, and so on, and um, PubMed, uh, you can find uh, articles by um, Bocchi, for instance, uh, that talks about upregulation of biological information through cytokine induction, for instance, uh, where ozone induces uh, cytokines and interferons and, and, and so on, and the growth factors, uh, some growth factors. Um, but and to, to not, not, I don't want to bore you too much with um, uh, sort of uh, uh, biochemistry and so on. Um, just to summarise, uh, I basically use ozone as an adjunct uh, supportive therapy in many um, aspects and uh, in the example of dry socket, um, I could use it as as a standalone uh, therapy, and quite successfully so. Actually, um, I use it in uh, gum disease, and now that uh, I may dedicate um, uh, an episode to that uh, alone, because gum disease has um, gained quite a bit of um, uh, attention, even in mainstream dentistry, and. Uh, and so I use ozone as a supportive, as an adjunctive therapy in um, uh, sort of supporting my conventional um, gum disease uh, treatments and, uh, and nowadays uh, also with laser uh, and treatment results have been absolutely fantastic um, in, as I mentioned, cavities, decay, very effective um, Infections, um, uh, dead teeth, infected teeth, it has a very, uh, ozone is very effective um, by being selective on the anaerobic bacteria, uh, which would then perhaps support why it's so um, uh, effective in both gum disease as well as uh, um, just um, sort of acute infections um, or chronic infections, inflammatory processes of, of teeth. Um, and uh, yeah, so these are the many um, fields of dentistry that I use ozone. My next uh, favorite um, uh, topic uh, 
or adjunctive therapy is uh, delivering vitamin C and we do so mainly through uh, intravenous um, um, uh, delivery system to our patients but also we um, use vitamin C as part of our uh, detox uh, program uh, that in preparation for work, dental work that's been um, uh, going to be done. Um, so um, at least a couple of weeks beforehand is when it starts and it then carries on two weeks after the procedures. And so I'm sure you may ask or have the question, why on earth would anybody uh, use vitamin C in dentistry? Well, when it comes to vitamin C, let me start out by um, by really uh, referring to Dr. Thomas E. Uh, Levy or Levy, uh, which uh, who is um, an American cardiologist um, who is a uh, really strong advocate of, of vitamin C, and and he often talks about um, this sort of history of vitamin C uh, and how we all, uh, well, most of us lack vitamin C. We don't produce our own vitamin C, which um, is quite unusual. Um, it's, it's probably one of the, uh, I believe, vitamin E as well, but vitamin C is one of the few vitamins that we actually don't produce and we depend on external uh, vitamin C intake. And so, and how has that come about? Why is that? Um, uh, most mammals do produce their own vitamin C. Um, and um, so we as humans do not, and, and, and as well as uh, guinea pigs, they, they don't either. And perhaps it's not such a coincidence that uh, guinea pigs are used in trials and so on. Um, and so uh, that that's come about through a genetic defect, really. Um, and you would then think, um, well, haven't, haven't we adapted? And which, you know, with many things we do um, through generations. And um, uh, speaking of genetics, uh, one interesting book that I really always recommend and, and many of my patients have actually already read it when I mention it which is interesting um, is uh, called Dirty it's a book called Dirty Genes by Dr. Ben Lynch uh, also an American chap um, and um, genes are very very interesting in the sense that we can switch them on and off and uh, very very few uh, disorders uh, are actually are we sort of locked to regardless of uh, lifestyle and environment most genes are dependent on uh, environment and lifestyle so we can uh, switch them on and off and um, very much impact what happens to us so, so uh, uh, using uh, genes as, a, as an excuse is perhaps a bit dated um, at this point now that we know so much about gen genetics and epigenetics uh, but either way, going back to this genetic defect, um, what it means, uh, as I mentioned, we very much uh, depend on external um, uh, intake and uh, we, we really need uh, quite a bit um, in our uh, 
cells and um, as you can imagine through uh, if we lack absorption then um, a lot less vitamin will go into our bloodstream and then uh, perhaps even less into the actual cells where we where we need them and also just to give you a little more background about this genetic defect in uh, essence um, vitamin c is the conversion of glucose to vitamin c um, in the liver and that's where it is not occurring in in the body but uh, uh, in effect it resembles the glucose uh, biomolecule but uh, it is obviously uh, slightly different and uh, thus it has access um, into our cells in a um, much easier way than any other um, antioxidants do. Now my question is uh, something as basic as a cold. Have you ever had a really bad cold and um, tried a sort of um, a vitamin C um, or let's say orange juice, quite a bit of it or um, one cure that I have uh, that seems to really work well um, is a little shot of um, uh, lemon, uh, fresh, freshly squeezed lemon into warm uh, water and a uh, bit of manuka honey and freshly squeezed uh, crushed garlic and just take that as a shot and uh, that just seems to work extremely well as soon as um, I feel a cold coming. Uh, but but the common one is just uh, sort of having lots of oranges, orange juice and so on. And uh, have you then felt that things have improved? Um, that to me is a sign of uh, vitamin C actually being something that works really well. And just to refer to Dr. Levy, um, uh, the reason we don't think of uh, us not producing vitamin C and having to take it externally um, is is probably the fact that we're all in the same boat, really. So therefore, it becomes uh, it is very normalised and and not think of thought of as a as a defect or a problem, really, but. Um, it seems um, it is a problem and when you take it in thousands of milligrams even spread over the day um, it has miraculous effects on uh, a cold for instance if we simplify things and look at it uh, from a biochemical point of view uh, the vitamin c molecule um, is um, is the generous one it gives away two electrons it just freely gives it away and um, um, if we then look at uh, toxins all toxins are positively charged and they um, they want uh, sort of they they um, uh, they sort of oxygen thieves if you like and uh, if you have uh, you know, DNA, RNA, uh, enzymes, uh, and such really vital, important uh, uh, things uh, being uh, deprived of, of their electrons, uh, that can have very detrimental impact on the function of, of uh, those uh, substances and uh, thus the, the whole cell, really. 
and uh, here comes the vitamin C and freely gives back the electron and that's how it is so um, nicely effective and not only does it give away one electron it can give away two electron per molecule so it's twice as uh, effective as um, most other antioxidants so um, at such high doses that we use uh, intravenous vitamin C adjunctively or supportive to any treatment that we deliver, uh, which may be, uh, you know, maybe may an extraction, maybe oral surgery, um, or it may be uh, just sort of drilling out um, amalgam fillings whereby we might sort of worry about too much mercury release while we're drilling it out and so on um it just works brilliantly um, um on anything that may cause oxidative stress and um yeah that that's why it's so wonderful in uh, every way and so um, um our patients can have um multiple procedures done in the same day and just come out of the treatment barely affected in a negative way other than perhaps a bit of stiff back and and uh, and so on uh, so um uh we we have had nothing but uh, praise about this as an adjunctive therapy well now there's so much more to say about both ozone therapies and vitamin c um um, uh, infusions or, or oral supplementation um, especially liposomal uh, vitamin C but um, I'm afraid our time has come to an end and uh, I do hope that you've enjoyed this um, this episode and please do bear in mind that um, uh, anything that I talk about or recommend uh, is just broadly speaking and every single case has to be assessed individually so this is not a diagnosis or treatment proposal that I'm making in any of my episodes thank you very much you have been listening to the mind body and teeth podcast if you've enjoyed what you've heard please rate review and subscribe if you would like a unique virtual consultation with Dr. Beta Fox herself, where you can find out how her unique biological approach impacts your whole body health, then please visit monroe-hallclinic.co.uk and request a free consultation. Music.